welcome back to the podcast. What a special fucking day it is today as we're diving into part two of the Canadian Federal 2021 election coming up around the corner in approximately four weeks. Sorry, I didn't do the math. What the fuck? Did, I don't even know what the... You know what? Let's be honest. I don't know what today is. Okay? Life's been a bit crazy right now. I'm days away from moving back to college, you know, leaving my family. It's quite a joy, sad, I mean, sad time, but everything's a little bit overwhelming. So I'm kind of taking a break and everything to film this podcast before I forget and before I neglect my duties to inspire at least one person listening to this podcast to vote. Last episode of the election, we broke down um, the conservative plan, their platform. Um, I specifically read that off of an overview article of their platform and not directly from their website was it slightly um, like uh not biased but it had a little bit of um it wasn't directly from their words and the reason i hate that is because i don't like reading from a lecture or like the party's websites because it's very like catching like intriguing stupid language right like i don't like to read a bunch of your bullshit to figure out what you're actually gonna do that you've like wrapped up in a pretty little present like i want to know what actually the fuck you're actually gonna do um and not go on this long spin because often they'll just put a bunch of words make you confused and then make the pretty things look good and then all of a sudden you want to vote for the party um but when I was looking up at the Liberals and the NDP plan, there was no good articles that were summing it up. So I'm reading directly from their website, which is not what I wanted to do, but fuck it. So if you're looking for where the fuck I'm getting my, um, you know, information, it's just from the actual Liberals website and the NDP's website. So let's dive into the Liberals plan. On their website, they have it categorized in five main points. Seems a bit vague, but you know what? I think they're trying to keep it simple. So, uh, good for you, buddy. Let's let's dive into what the fuck they're trying to campaign here. Sorry, I need to calm down with the f words, but it's it's just it's just it's just that lovely sort of day. Well, allow us to take a sip of coffee and dive right in. Okay, I hope that was your ASMR need for the day. So the first thing that the liberals and our boy JT are diving into is 10 pays of sick leave. Woohoo! Um, so since the pandemic, um, this is, I'm reading, this is, this is why I don't like it. They say, from the beginning of the pandemic, we acted quickly to make sure Canadians had the support they needed to stay safe and healthy. We introduced measures to support families and businesses and radically, or sorry, rapidly produced PPE, medical supplies, and vaccines. Which, I mean, you know what? We're just reading this unbiasedly, so sure. So essentially, one of the things the Libras are going to do is introduce a 10 paid sick leave for all federally regulated workers um, so that they don't have to choose between their life, their lives and getting a paid check. Great work. Love that. Everyone deserves a sick day, right? Especially during covid the last thing we fucking want is people going into work because they're sick but they need the money and they have covid and then they spread it and then we continue to add to the worst pandemic the world's ever seen 
Okay, next up, the Liberals move forward to deliver a better care for seniors. Um, ooh, this is a big article here, but it basically says we're going to train 50,000 new personal support workers and raise their wages, guaranteed minimum wage of at least $25 per hour, and work with the provinces and territories to make long-term care he homes healthier, safer, and more accessible. To help our seniors stay in their homes long term, we will double the home access tax credit to provide up to additional $1,500. We know that we care better for our that. Okay, sorry, my brain is moving too quickly for my mouth today. To help, okay, we know that better care for our seniors starts with a better conditions for our frontline care workers, but Aaron O'Toole won't support the people who care for our parents and our grandparents. So as expected, we're attacking other fucking parties in our um, plan, just like the fucking conservatives did to liberals. It's a fun little, fun little game here. So, getting care for our seniors. So the liberals have checked off, you know, the seniors' vote. There, they're literally looking for it. Uh, next up on their platform, they are fighting wildfires and adapting to climate change, which is unique because. The liberals, mm, they, the liberals and conservatives love to pretend like we're not in a climate crisis. So I find this not surprising, but it's again, it's another thing they're trying to check off their lists. So it says we're in a climate crisis and from heat waves to wildfires, Canadians are seeing the impact of this crisis every day. Canadians need to act now to keep them safe and healthy from the extreme weather events. I don't, let's just say I don't like that language. Don't sit here. Here's what I, this, here's what bugs me. Don't sit here and blame the climate crisis on us, right? Sure, I know I personally have definitely added to our, you know, I probably haven't made, I, I haven't made the most, what's the word I'm looking for? Who knows? What I'm saying is sure, each and every one of us has added to this crisis and made it worse just by being here in our eco, economical footprint, whatever the fuck that is. We've all have our own and we've all added to it. Fair enough. I agree. Right? But don't put the reason that the client, our world is falling apart on us. Right? Because it's not your fault and it's not my fault that the world's close to blowing up. Right? It's all of the, it's, it's the thousands of companies that pump their chemicals and their fossil fuels and all that shit into our world that we're not providing for. We didn't do that. I didn't make this decision to do that. The large companies did that are making multi-million dollars, but they're the ones funding Trudeau's campaign. So it's not like he's going to attack them, but don't fucking put the climate crisis on me. Sure, I'll help. But just by, uh, you know, not using plastic straws, am I going to solve the climate crisis? Let me just, sorry, I'm angry this morning, but let me just say that. So it goes on to say, we can't wait. <laughs> That's why we're going to train a thousand new community-based firefighters and help them provide them with the equipment that they need to keep themselves and others safe. We will help Canadians make their homes more resilient from impacts to climate change and will partner with a private sector to innovate climate adaption, including by lowering insurance premiums that could save Canadians money. Canada can't go backwards to the Harper days. Attacking the Conservatives again. When nothing was done to fight climate change and to protect our environment, we have to move forward. 
Do I agree with that, Trudeau? Absolutely. But I'd like to know what you did to fight the climate crisis for the past two years. Because although Harper fucked it up, uh, I'm not saying that you did giant leaps to help that. And I know you could possibly, you could get the fucking votes in the house if you were going to bring a positive aspect to our climate. People would fucking vote for that. Or it would be in the news that people vote, vote fought against that. Like, sure. No, there's no, it seems to me there's no, nothing here that's really helping our climate. He's just saying when, when it does happen that our extreme temperatures continue to rise, you know, we won't do anything, but we'll make sure your insurance doesn't go up. You know, we'll make sure your AC prices don't go up. Thanks, bud. I really should have, I really should have felt this when I was in a less aggressive mood. But you know what? I'm just trying to be honest here. And I don't want you guys to fall into this bullshit language and such. Because really, we're past, I've just read three of their um, plan, pieces of their plan, and I'm just, there's nothing there for me. Their fourth part of their plan is supporting Canadian businesses that, and our hardest hit sectors. <sighs> this is such a fucking long paragraph. Since the beginning of the pandemic, we fought for Canadian businesses protecting millions of jobs and putting Canada on the fast track to recovery. But while some of the businesses are ready to open their doors, others are still reeling in from the impacts of the pandemic. Many businesses hit hard. Many businesses had were hit hard and weren't able to open as quickly and still need help dur during our pandemic. That's why we are maintaining or creating COVID-19 relief programs and support businesses in our hardest hit sectors. We extend the Canadian recovery plan. Sorry, we'll extend the Canadian recovery hiring program to make sure businesses can keep hiring more employees and Canada can get back to work. As for our hardest hit sectors, we'll protect Canada's tourism industry with temporary wage and rent support to help them get through the winter. We'll launch the Arts and Culture Recovery Program to match ticket sales for performing arts, live theaters, and other cultural events to make up for the reduced capacity. We will protect our vibrant film and television production sector with COVID-related insurance policies supporting over 150,000 Canadian jobs. Aaron O'Toole's conservatives have made it clear that they think it's time to wind down the COVID relief spending, even when some of our hardest industries still need to stay afloat. Makes sense to me. I agree with that statement. Um, when we look back at the conservatives' plan for helping our tourism and arts industry, it was very vague. This sounds very vague. They hit us with the arts culture recovery program, the a bunch of different programs. Love it more information on that. Um, but a couple of nice things there. Thanks, buddy. Although the recovery, I think the recovery money and the like, uh, what was it called? CERB and all of that sort of funds. They weren't initially a lot of money, and NDP voted for that to get more money, so sounds like they're taking a lot of credit for that. Last piece of their plan, $10 a day childcare to make life more affordable for Canadian families. Raising kids is expensive. <laughs> for too many families in Canada, early learning and childcare is not accessible. We need to... We have to change that if we're going to build a Canada that's better for everybody. That's why we're investing in $10 a day childcare for all Canadian families 
and in Quebec, where childcare is already affordable, we are working with the province to create more spaces and improve working conditions for educators. Our plan builds a better path for Canadian families, and we have already signed agreements with eight provinces and territories covering nearly half of children under six in Canada. But Aaron O'Toole's Conservatives want to cancel our progress and take us back. He won't create a single childcare space for our families. He wants to eliminate the 250,000 spaces we're creating across the country. We can't let this happen. we got to move forward. So when we look back at the conservative plan, um, they were saying we don't want the $10 a day child care. We want a tax credit instead. Uh, so there's they're both trying to make it more affordable, but one thinks they can do it better. The other one's like, oh, I can do it better. I agree that we've already made strides for this $10 a day child care to scrap it for a tax refund seems a bit wasteful but that's what here's what i find that's the end of their five step plan on their website yes they have more um things they promised but for some reason they settled for those five things on their website i literally went to their website went to our plan and that was their five things uh it, to me it, it's a bunch of it's a bunch of uh, nice things. Sure. Uh, is it really the stuff that we're looking for on the plan? Really anything different than what we've seen from liberals? Not really. Um, it's very vague. It's very bland. For me, it really looks like they took every sector of the community and threw them a bit of a hand they said for people who are working we'll give you 10 days sick pay for our seniors to cover them we'll we'll invest in something for our businesses we'll throw them a, a hand for families we'll throw them child care and for people who care about the climate we'll throw them uh some stuff there it really seemed like they're covering all the bases it isn't something surprising or ah oh, that's amazing it's all very cool uh would love to see it but we're I don't know if you can really follow through with those promises that you continue to make, but that's just politics. And the one thing that I don't love about politics and when you, you'll see this in their ads, if you watch television or YouTube, it's their fucking ads are everywhere, right? What happens often with the liberals and the conservatives, if one of them goes for one thing, the other per the other party is just going to create something different just so they can oppose that directly if that makes sense. They, they Instead of working together and finding something that's going to work for both of their interests, they're like, fuck you. I'm going to do something completely opposite. Not because I genuinely care about it or think it's a good plan. It's just different from yours and then therefore better. Right? If that makes sense. It's like the $10 a day childcare and then the, the conservatives plan for the refund. Why don't we, we both agree here that we need to make childcare more affordable. Why are we not working together to create something that you know is in the middle here rather than saying both plans fucking suck and here's mine it's so counterproductive it's like do you really want to solve something or you just want to sit there and argue every single thing that i just read from the liberals plan they r tell you what they're going to do and then they tell you why the conservatives suck at the end it's the same thing with the conservative they tell you what they're going to do and they tell you why justin trudeau failed you right that's where they that's really i don't understand that shit I understand you're in a competition. I understand this is a race where we're trying to collect votes. But attacking the other parties is like, 
fucking tacky, especially when it's shit you didn't do. Conservatives, go ahead and attack Justin Trudeau for what he didn't do. But, like, it's just so stupid and petty, and then it pins people against each other, and then it pins you to pick a plan, and then you hate everyone around you who's the other political party. It's just a bunch of dumb bullshit that makes people annoyed with politics, and I understand that. You know, every fucking family gathering you go to, you're like, well, let's not talk about politics, because that's what they've done. They just pit us against each other, instead of really, what the fuck we should do is caring about what our country's going towards, right? Instead, we just fight each other, instead of looking at being, looking back and seeing that both parties failed you and what you fuck you wanted, right? You spend more time worrying about how much you hate the liberals than worrying what the fuck your party did to make our country better. Just saying. Jesus Christ. So that's the liberals' plan that I just covered in 15 minutes, because that's what they decided to put on their website. So, nothing new, nothing surprising. I'll exit right out of their website. Now, let's dive into um, the NDP's plan. Now, I tried to approach all of these things with a non-biased opinion, but it turns out I can't, because I don't want you guys to fall into this bullshit. And when I read this NDP plan and people get so mad at the NDP where oftentimes they'll think that you're living in this fairy tale that we can actually accomplish these things. And let me tell you why I personally support the NDP and why I think that what they suggest is attainable. Now, if you're looking for an, a, a document, I am gathered this from a documentary that I watched and the research that I've done. But if, this, I don't, if I see this doesn't make any sense, what I recommend on Netflix is um is the documentary on Netflix Knock Down the House, okay? It's a, it's a documentary on um AOC and other grassroots politicians in the states that rose how they g got their seat, you know, in the house. Now, it's an American documentary, yes. Okay? But it gives you the insights of how difficult it is to get a seat in parliament and in and and this is where the states in canada are similar when you don't want to be when you care about who's funding your campaign right so when you see justin trudeau and you see the conservatives plan and all of their advertising where does that money come from the truth is is that the liberals and the conservatives campaign is funded by a lot of the big companies that are running like the companies that are <laughs> pumping out the fucking fossil fuels and all of those large companies that hold huge amounts of monies money in our country you know the top 0.001% companies um those are the people that fund those conservative and liberals campaign and that's why the liberals and conservatives never turn back and attack them or tax them crazy, if that makes any sense. So the NDP say, we're going to tax the super, 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 super rich people in our country and use that money to fund the lower and middle class people who could never dream of the amount of money that these people and company are making, right? You sitting back there in your middle-class lives, bro. Like, if you're somebody who makes, you know, eighty to $150,000 a year, that's a lot of money. 
but you're nowhere near the tippity top of the iceberg of what our country and companies make. They don't want to tax you. You're people who are sitting at the highest tax bracket, which I think is 53%. They're not taking more money from you because you make $300,000 a year. They're turning around and looking at the people who are making multi-million dollars and billion dollars and saying, how come they haven't gotten away with, how come they're only taxed the 53%, right? Because 53% sounds like a lot, and it is. But when you're making the amount of money that these people are making where you can't even, there's nothing on the face of the planet you could spend that much money on, right? Taxing those people and those companies a lot more fucking money because they're just holding it and doing nothing about it, right? There's issues in our country and there's the money to fix those issues that does not come from your pockets as somebody living in a four-bedroom house, you know, in the GTA. We're not looking to tax you on our money, okay? Because we get you're angry and we get that you think that you... Uh, worked hard to earn your money. Let me just tell you something. Every fucking person works hard to make their money. Right? Everybody does. Everybody works hard. Everybody goes through shit. Everybody's fucking struggling. Everybody put time and effort into their fucking incomes. Right? You're not special. You're not unique. You didn't work harder, and that's why you make more money. You're probably privileged, or you're fucking lucky, right? If everybody had access to education, everybody could reach where you are as a white man, okay? Everybody could get there. You're not that special. And I don't even want to fucking tax you more money. You sit there with your half a million dollar salary. We'll tax it 53%. You can sit in the corner and whine, and then you'll go get on your $300,000 wake boat, okay, on Lake, Lake fucking Mississauga, on your summers off, take your kids around on a boat, have a good day, while the rest of us are working minimum wage jobs to pay for education that's more money than anybody could earn, okay, let's not, I, let's not drive into education, but all I'm saying is everybody's being taxed, everybody's working hard for their money, Everybody wants more money. Everybody wants more things. But some people don't have access to the shit that you don't think about. Not everybody has access to the healthcare that you do. Not everybody has access to affordable housing. Not everybody has access to all this fucking list of shit. And also, not everybody has access to fight our climate crisis. So, let's dive into the NDP plan which is a bit longer. I think it's seven points. All right. First thing on the NDP's plan, our boy Jugmeet Singh. That's right. It's pronounced Jugmeet. It's spelled J-A-G-M-E-E-T. It is Jugmeet. Don't be fucking ignorant. First thing on his plan is making life more affordable for everyday people. So, there's a... There's a, a, a a couple of paragraphs here, but the commitments in this piece is Medicare for all. No Canadian should be forced to skip crucial medications because they can't afford to pay out of pocket. Trudeau has broken his promise for universal pharmacare 
only the NDP will deliver comprehensive prescription drug coverage for everyone, regardless of your job, where you live, your age, your health status, and how much money you make. Which makes sense. You, uh, we have universal health care. If you break your leg, you can go to the hospital, get it fixed. But if you have a mental illness or a uh, condition that's out of your control, uh, you have to pay for that medication if you're not covered by your insurance and or OHIP, which covers you up to 21 students. Which I appreciate because as somebody who uh, uses hundreds of dollars of medications monthly, it's a stressful thing to know that OHIP covers me until I'm 21 or my parents' health care covers me while I'm in school. And the minute I get out of school, I have to get a job instantly with coverage or I pay hundreds of dollars on medication, thousands of dollars yearly, or I don't use it and potentially die because it's life-saving medication. Right? Cool. <sighs> Also, making sure everybody, next part, making sure everyone can afford a place to call home. Owning a home is impossible. Dream for too many Canadians and finding a different place, a decent place to rent is getting harder every day. Trudeau's housing crisis is out of hand and Canadians need real action now. Our plan would help build over 50, half a million units of affordable housing to give immediate relief to renters who need it and stop big money investors from buying um up all our housing and driving up housing costs which i think i talked about housing and how ridiculous rent is and how compared to like mortgages and such on last um episode so um and the conservatives plan was based on not letting international comp like people buy housing in canada and then hiking up the rent sandy p is saying i don't think that people should have a lot of money and be able to invest in housing and make money off that when people can't afford to live in them if that makes sense um also in this is affordable post-secondary education um access to education should never depend on how much money your parents make or how much debt you can carry barriers to quality education have been set by liberals and conservative governments and it's time to tear them down we'll start by forgiving up to twenty thousand dollars of student debt ending interest charges on student loans and permanent doubling non-repayable canadian student grants i here's a uh, what i hear a lot of people and when they oppose situations like this um and talking about removing forgiving student debt everyone's always like well i had to pay for my education too and i paid off my student debt and good for you right i'm sure you worked hard to do that but the pricing of pricing of post secondary education continues to climb at an alarming rate if you're somebody who wants to do a bachelor's degree at a university it's impossible to keep your living expenses and your, like, cost of living, including your tuition and all that shit, like, under $20,000 a year, which is insane. Because you're a student, which is a full-time job, and nobody's able to, in the four months of summer, make $20,000 in a minimum wage job to pay for schooling. So unless you're, you are getting help from your parents then it's almost impo it's impossible to leave your degree without having amounts of student debt. And I agree with this. I don't think people should be getting a degree to get a job to afford to have a livable wage because it's almost it's impossible to almost impossible to get a degree or to get a job outside of the trades 
um, without a degree that will give you a livable wage, right? So it, it, a need for a degree or a diploma is is almost it's it's needed to get a job outside of minimum wage. And there's even some minimum wage. Look, as someone who applied was applying for jobs this summer, there were some minimum wage jobs um, that I had applied for that they took people with bachelor's degrees over me. So people have bachelor's degrees and they're that that was needed to get a minimum wage job, which is insane to me. Insane. Uh anyways, next up. Um affordable uh quality cell phone service and high speed broad um band for all. Excuse me. Um so this is a big paragraph says that basically they are we all know that Canada I didn't know this really that the ignorance of me but we learned this in the conservative plan that Canada pays some of the highest uh telecom prices in the world and so we're gonna bring that down the NDP so the conservative said a very similar piece there um last point here is better services for Canadians to rely on. Canada depends on the strength of our public services, but rather than support them, the Liberal and Conservative governments continue to cut, underfund everything from healthcare services to our postal services. We will invest in public healthcare and stand up for privatization, restore door-to-door mail, and more. So that is their five pieces to making life more affordable. Next up is building a better economy that works for more people. The dreaded economy. <laughs> oh, boy is... I think I talked about this in another podcast, but boy is the economy this mystical piece that people toss out at you if to make you seem dumb. It's like the end-all, be-all. Problem, oh, it's the economy. <laughs> like, oh, you don't understand. You don't understand the economy. Or, oh, how could we ever afford this in this economy? Right. People study their lives on the economy. You have a, as someone who was working on a business degree, you gotta take economy. Everyone's gotta fucking take an economy class. But let's uh, let's dive into a building an economy that works better for people. Jesus Christ. I don't know if I'm drinking too much coffee or I'm just rolling with the punches here. But I feel like I'm talking at a speed that's uh, it's not human. And I'm sorry if you can't understand what I'm saying. Okay, I removed my Invisalign for this podcast. I should be wearing them, but I took them out because I have an embarrassing lisp, okay? I don't want you guys to feel bad for me, okay? But I already, let me just, fuck the election for a second. Give me, let me talk about me for a second, because I already went through braces. I had braces in the fifth and sixth grade. I had an underbite, unlike anything orthodontists had seen in their life and in the fifth to sixth grade i had braces for like a year and a half and it fixed it and i felt like a new woman with my beautiful teeth now i was 12 as the years went on and on and on and on and on my jaw continued to grow to the point where i almost dove back into the underbite so I had to go to the orthodontist. And I told you guys about this, going to the orthodontist. And he said the only choice was to, to break up my jaw and put it back together. And I said, no, I'll live with imperfect teeth. But I sat with it 
for weeks in my brain I was battling back and forth what I do what I do what I do so I went to a new orthodontist I went to a female orthodontist I'm pretty sure I told you guys about this but again I forget everything so I'm gonna tell you I go to this female orthodontist she says listen you're gonna need jaw surgery but we can do it with Invisalign that's all I wanted to hear okay the last thing I wanted the last thing I needed as a 19 year old woman was for you to put braces on my face for people to look at me and say she's got railroad tracks on her teeth so luckily i'm doing it with invisalign but it's brought back the retainer lisp and it's really embarrassing for me because i make my career up talking so that's that so if you guys are wondering no braces for Sydney, but Invisalign and jaw surgery. Can't wait to see how it turns out. Anyways, back into the election, why we're here in the first place. The NDP's plan to improve the economy. Uh, it's just, a, there's a lot of words on here. And as much as I'd like to sit here and read it to you guys, I know you don't care. I know you don't care. And I know that if I read this all, I'd probably read it wrong. So I'm just going to dive into... One thing I do like about the the NDP's website is they give you an overview. And then if you slide down, it gives you like a point form plan of what the fuck they were just talking about. So the economy... This is a long one, so I'm going to do it really quickly. Quality and affordable childcare when you need it. They are supporting the $10 a day childcare system with the liberals. Cool. Next. Making employment insurance work for you. Um, they're saying here that they want to raise the minimum benefits to $2,000, allowing people to rely on IE if they want to further their education. Right? They were The NDP were, were the ones who upped the SERP prices and the unemployment prices originally to make it actually a usable amount of money for people to live off of because of the pandemic. Also, a new fair deal for all workers. Workers deserve government who is on their side. Um, they it says here, liberals and conservatives always take the side of the big corporations. We're fighting to have a fair de deal for workers, one that includes paid sick leave, a living wage, and a stronger bargaining rights and more. Um, more access to job training and lifelong learning for all. These develop are sorry. These developments could work to lead towards economic growth and prosperity, um, but only if we make sure that workers share in the gains that will come from these changes. Very true. If we are able to give people education and training, then they're better at their job, and then we can be able to build off of that money that they're throwing into the economy. Right. Um, support small businesses. Um... Local shop. City, read it. <laughs> Small businesses are one of the engines of the job cre creation in Canada, the heart of the communities across the country. Local shops keep our communities running and they will need our support now more than ever. We are ready to help them recover, thrive, and expand things like wage and rent subsidies and hiring bonuses and caps on credit card fees. Fair enough. Uh, um, also, building Canadian industry and supporting good jobs. They're committed to putting workers first with a better protection of more robust domestic production capacity. 
New Deal for tax fairness. Canadians now that goods and services. Sorry, I didn't see. That's what I said about reading. I said now. It literally. I said, Canadian. It's no. Canadians no. Not Canadians now. There's a K there. Sitting through. Canadians know that good services we can all count on needed to be funded sustainably. Understandable. Um, there's a couple of other things, but essentially the overview of this is creating a livable income, supporting our local businesses, but also giving them money to perform, provide for those livable um, wages. And all of that is going to better our economy. Next up, protecting our air, land, water, and securing our future. There's a beautiful picture of Duckmeat here in a canoe. And I just think that that's so Canada. Okay, so we have, as the Canadians watch the horror of temperatures, repeated, temperatures repeatedly smashing world records. Uh, our out-of-control wildfires endanger lives and communities. Smoke from fires hundreds of kilometers away blanketed, blanketed major cities across the country and have excessive heat that have taken hundreds of lives. The conservatives and liberals' governments have continuously failed to tackle I mean, the crisis. Justin Trudeau can walk his way out of... <laughs> Sorry. This is your Justin Trudeau can't talk his way out of the climate crisis, and the conservatives can't be allowed to drag us back to a time before climate emergency was even acknowledged. I agree, the conservatives refuse to acknowledge it. Um, so they want to take climate leadership and getting to net zero. Look at that an actual promise of what the fuck they're gonna do for our climate. We can't ignore the climate crisis any longer. The liberals continue to let emission rates while setting targets that are too little too late. Canada must become a global leader in reaching net zero. A new democratic government will allow us will allow to get our impact emission targets, eliminate fossil fuel, and taking our big taking on our big polluters and more. Thank you. Okay, the conservatives and the liberals touched that there was a climate crisis but not what they're fucking going to do about it, right? They're going to give you the money to deal with the issues, but they're not going to tell you what they're actually going to do for the climate. Here we have an actual, in words, fucking promise of something somebody's going to do. So fucking annoyed with these goddamn government. Thank you, Jugmeat, for giving us a piece of information here. <sighs> Sorry about that. I was getting a little angry. This will focus on creating good jobs in all regions um, for the jobs that have been affected by our climate crisis, improving where we live and work, changing how we get around, improving how Canadians get to work, how we travel between our communities means investing in better ways to get around. The Liberal government have done next to nothing to create meaningful investments in our green infrastructure. We are ready to change that by modernizing and expanding public transit, making it easier to buy and drive Canadian-made zero-emission vehicles and promote an active transportation, uh, promoting active transportation like walking and cycling. Love that. Love that. Let me say it again. Love that. Okay? Fuck's sakes. I remember looking, thinking back to the conservative plan where they were just like, get a bus plan, <laughs> get a bus pass. <laughs> now we're getting actual strives here. 
uh, powered our communities carbon free. Canada has a huge untapped renewable energy potential that previous liberals and conservative governments have failed to realize with our leadership, we can build good jobs across the country while making a shift to electric electricity that means meets our emission targets. We will do that by setting our target power um, Canada with net zero electricity by 2030, providing support to introduce smart grid technology and investing in the innovative community um, owned and operated clean energy products. How is that something that you cannot support? If you're saying, if you're, if you're listening to me say this and you're like, why should I care about the environment? Um, bro, because it's not going to really house us much longer if we don't. And this shit is stuff that we can support. Bringing ourselves clean energy to run our province? Sign me up. Why wouldn't we do that? Why would not we help our planet by introducing clean energy that's going to help us money-wise for our electricity while also saving the planet? Dual. I lost my sentence. Two birds, one stone. Next up, protecting our land and water. Canada expect Canadians, sorry, Canadian. Take a deep breath. Canadians expect a government to protect natural areas for them and for next generations. But the past governments have been all too ready to destroy our environment for the right price. We'll defend Canada by immediately banning single-use plastic. I'm sorry that's too fucking loud for you, but I'm just so happy with the political party actually giving me a fucking plan right now. <sighs> Banning single-use plastic and... Um... Sorry, I can't read. Sorry, the rights to a healthy environment and Canadian Environmental Bill of Rights. Big oil companies to pay to clean up inactive wells and more. I just want you to sit with that for a second and um, while I read this last piece. Working together. A real climate policy needs to ensure that the needs of all Canadians are being met. Previous governments have chosen to ignore Canadians, but the new Democratic Party will fight for you, putting people at the center of our climate policy by prioritizing the needs of workers, addressing inequities at home, and upholding Indigenous rights. Right. In case you forgot, we're destroying a land that we fucking stole. How does that make you feel? Because it makes me feel like fucking shit that we came here, stole the land, and proceeded to destroy it and not give a fuck about it. It's 2021. We've had the science for years. And we've continuously, and I say we, not attacking you, but we've let it kind of glide over our heads. We've continued to destroy it. And there's at least a handful of things that the NDP has decided that, that they can put a plan to and attack. Simple things like banning, banning sim single-use plastic. Plastic lasts basically forever. Why would we have single-use versions of that? It makes no sense, right? There's, there's alternatives for it. Are they a little bit more expensive? Maybe. But maybe they're reusable. And in the end, that's going to save us money. Because we don't realize how much money we spend on single-use plastic. We use it once, we throw it out. How's your saran wrap? 
used it once in the garbage, sure, it was a cent, but you used it once. You add that shit up, you could afford for a reusable thing like a beeswax wrap. Sure, it seems like a lot of money when you're paying a dollar for it initially, but when you use it 500 times, then it's uh, actually uh, created a more affordable thing for you. But we don't want to invest in that. Sometimes we're too quick to choose the options that are cheaper, when really they'll fucking slap us across the face in the long run. So I just appreciate a little bit of an actual plan here. Okay, thank you for that. Next up, we'll taking better care for each other. Next piece of the plan, the NDP, the fourth point. It's just loading here on my computer, so we'll just uh, we'll just wait here. Take a sip of our coffee. Just wait for it to load. Sorry for the internet, uh, there, guys. Sorry about the delay. Uh, don't pay for the internet. That's my mother. I'll give her a call. I'll fire her. Just kidding. Thanks, mom, for paying for the internet. <laughs> it's so sweet of you. Okay, so we are talking about taking care of each other song for you a couple promises here one better health care for all canadians uh overview we shouldn't pay out of pocket and compromise quality of care for the gaps in our health care system makes sense um working with provinces and territories to reduce wait times increase our domestic product production and capacity of vaccines and ppe and more agree wait times in canada for health care is actually fucking ridiculous uh, we all know that. Go to the hospital. Wait an hour. See a specialist? Wait nine months for an appointment. We've all been there. Or if you haven't... Oh, you haven't? You haven't been there? Your body perfectly healthy? Good for you. Uh, extend Medicare to cover services you need. Makes sense. I agree. No one should have to pay out of pocket for uh, medical practices and services that could uh, benefit their lives. Um... Completely agree. Confronting the opioid, uh, op big word, opioid, <laughs> public health emergency. Seventeen Canadians die every day from the opioid. Wait, why is that such a difficult word for me to wrap my fucking mouth around? Opioid. Oh, <laughs> no, I'm crumbling at the mic. This is so embarrassing for myself, and I won't even cut it out of editing because it just, I, it takes too much time to effort. So I'm just gonna say it again. Opioid related causes. Uh, just overview, past governments uh, have failed to address the crisis, allowing tragic losses of parents, partners, and siblings, and children to continue. We look to make immediate action to fix the opioid. Okay, I swear to fucking God, if I just mess up the word opioid, I can't even. I'm just going to stop. <laughs> I'm just going to stop right there. We're just going to go to the next point. We're going to help those with the drug addiction, and I'm going to stop attempting that word. Because it's really embarrassing for me. But it also says um, ending the criminalization and stigma of drug addiction and supporting overdose and preventing sites. Uh, if, uh, yeah, I, we've all heard way too many of our relatives attack those addicted to drugs um, for stupid reasons. Uh, I know I've heard it from my family members and everyone around me. Sorry to call you out, but like you attack people who are addicted to drugs like you aren't addicted to your fucking wine every Wednesday. Sorry, city, city, this isn't about your family. City, this is about your friends. City, this is about the election. Don't, don't air out issues. I'm so sorry for my behavior. Next up, healthy food for every community. Uh, Canada is ranked 37 out of 41 countries when it comes to access to nutritious food for children. Bit of an issue. Uh, there, 
Um, Jug the NDP would like to make sure no child has to try to learn on an empty stomach, introducing national school nutrition programs, connecting Canadian farmers to local initiatives, and supporting indigenous food. Um, love that. Love that. Better access to quality home care and long-term care. Um, introducing a new approach to address the complex healthcare needs of our aging population that starts um, with ending for-profit long-term care introducing national care standards justin trudeau said for the for the elderly people that we're going to make it more affordable by an unknown reason that we're also going to hire more workers he's saying that why are we allowing for-profit long-term care which means in case you don't know what for-profit means is that when you live in a long-term home care person instead of just paying for the workers and everything there you're also paying for the upstairs people to make money off of you just trying to live with your diseases as an old person so also removing barriers for persons living with disabilities everyone deserves the right to live and thrive with dignity far too many people living with disabilities in canada live in poverty and do not have equal opportunity for work and struggle with the cost of medis medication and dental work isn't that the fucking truth also protecting pension for everybody Ensuring people have fucking money to retire. Wouldn't that be fun for all of us? Also securing uh, for all seniors, honoring our veterans, and tackle tackling poverty. This is... Uh, I'm overviewing this because this is a lot of information. Uh, and it's genuine information. Um, to, uh, we, I, led, I read the Liberals' plan in 15 minutes. And I read every word off of their website to you. So I recommend you go into the NDP's website and actually reading what they the information that they have because it's a lot more information and it's a lot more actual plan. Um but yeah. Here an entire point of their seven point plan is reconciliation and action. Indigenous people have lived with the impact and legacy of colonial colonialism for decades. Their resilience in the face of genocide is why Indigenous people, language, and culture survives. Canadians are reckoning with the theft of children from families and land from Indigenous communities. The NDP is committed to undertaking the important work of reconciliation in good faith and true and equal partnership with the Indigenous communities across the country. We believe that the Crown's relationship to Indigenous people must be based on the acknowledgement of our country's colonial history of genocide and stolen lands and include legally binding commitments to fair and equitable redress going forward. Okay, I'll, I'll let you sit with that. Because, uh, I don't know if you were there with me, but the liberals and conservatives didn't do talk jack shit about the indigenous community. They definitely didn't have a plan for them. And they definitely are still fighting them in court. Right? We talk about the thousands of children's bodies that we had just dug up from a very small handful of residential schools. Right? There are hundreds of more residential schools. And right now, they cannot dig up those schools 
because the government is currently fighting them in the court of law. So not only did Justin Trudeau barely apologize for the genocide of this community and its culture, he also won't even let them find the rest of their lost children who the conservative government and the Catholic Church brutally tortured and murdered for decades. Okay? And I, it, this could be a podcast on its own because it genuinely makes me so disgusted and upset that they could barely talk about it and barely acknowledge it in their future plan for the country that we fucking stole. Like, it's so horrible and disgusting and embarrassing that you can barely even talk about it, let alone have a plan, barely an apology for these fucking communities. So, god damn it. The least thing the fucking NDPs can do is make a commitment to them to try and help them build up the communities that were destroyed by the fucking Catholic Church. <laughs> Sorry. So, let me just- give me a second. So, the overview of their plan is this. Upholding indigenous rights and advancing self-determination. Democrat government- the new Democratic Party will fully implement the United Nations Declaration on the Rights of Indigenous Peoples and the Truth and Reconciliation Commission's 94 Calls to Action. They will invest in children and ending funding discrimination. Fight for safe and quality housing for all. Closing the education gap, ensuring every child in our country deserves the right to a quality education, including Indigenous people. Fostering, th fostering thriving and resilient communities with clean water and strong public services. Oh, did I forget to mention that some of these people don't have access to clean water? So, maybe we'll fucking fix that. Nurturing healthy communities, allowing those communities access to healthcare. <sighs> Supporting indigenous employment and economic development. Honoring indigenous women, girls, and two-spirit people. Reconciliation and justice. Protecting the environment together. Justice and healing and addressing the harm of residential schools. All 10, fucking 12 of those things that I just read were... Um, titles to paragraphs and plans so maybe take a peek at that one party that took five minutes of their time to uh put together a plan there it's kind of nice sorry letting my emotions uh attack me no actually don't apologize for your emotions they're your strengths <sighs> diving into the next part of their plan a new deal to build stronger and more vibrant communities Building an infrastructure that we need, supporting Canadian alts, arts and culture, investing in rural communities, welcoming new Canadians. Let me read this paragraph for you. Immigration is crucial to helping, sorry, crucial to keep our communities strong, diverse, and prosperous. Yet the Liberal government keeps families waiting years to unify. 
and conservatives only seek to inflame and divide our communities. Our immigration system should be accountable to Canadians and rooted in the values of fairness, respect, and dignity. We are ready to get to work by clearing backlogs, better protecting newcomers, and resettling refugees. Also working together to support, sorry, working together for safer communities. Reducing gun crime and violence with a zero tolerance policy for inappropriate use of force and increased funding to anti-gang and anti-radicalization projects to protect our youth. Another thing nobody else fucking talked about. Next part, uh, last part here of the NDP's plan, a courage to do what is right. Which is a picture of Chugbeat saying it a fucking Pride March. I didn't need to fucking cry again today. City, you're supposed to be doing a serious podcast. A serious podcast on politics. Sorry about that, guys. All right. Canada is made up of vibrant communities with so much that brings us together, but sadly, hate and discrimination still affect our communities, and online hate is on the rise. The NDP will always stand against hate in all forms and work to end systemic injustice. Together, we can have a future where racism, discrimination, homophobia, and transphobia have no place, and where your government treats people with respect and dignity we deserve. First of all, advancing gender equity. Why am I crying? This is ridiculous. No fucking... No... The liberals and conservatives didn't fucking touch on this shit. They didn't even, like, try to reach out and, like, collect the LGBTQIA plus community. Like, they, they didn't even, like, have anything to support them. So, what I do need is to blow my nose from the tears! Advancing gender equity. Sorry. We're committed to making sure nobody's left behind by prioritizing pay equity and delivering the National Action Plan to end gender-based violence and addressing violence against the Indigenous women, girls, and LGBTQIA plus people and implementing all the calls for justice in the National Inquiry, upholding the rights of the LGBT plus QIA community, um, which... You may be thinking, what what rights do the fucking not have? Hey, how about uh, banning conservative, or sorry, banning uh, conversion therapy, which is like, it's 2021. And conversion therapy is not illegal in our country. Here's a documentary for you to go watch. It's called Pray Away on Netflix. Watched it. Made me cry for three days fucking straight. It's about how conversion therapy affected the LGBTQ plus community and how horrible is it affects are still on our community and it's not illegal. 62 62 conservative members did not support the bill to make conversion therapy illegal. It was 63 total, 62 conservatives, and one independent. And you wonder why we think conservatives are homophobic 
I wonder why. Well, 62 of them didn't vote to make conversion therapy illegal. Where, well, they're not, it's illegal to uh, physically um, assault people at conversion therapy, but it's not illegal to mentally manipulate them. And the reason behind most of them voting against it was because it was too vague and infringed on religious rights. Go fuck yourself. Allow me to punch you across the face as you vote against a bill to make conversion therapy illegal. That's something that should have happened 20 fucking years ago. That my parents, your parents, could send you away to a camp to attack your gender or sexual identity. It's a fucking joke and it's terrible and it's still something that has destroyed the community and it continues to happen because we can't even vote to make it illegal. Fuck sakes. Continuing on with the NDP's plan, next point of their plan is confront confronting racism. Again, something that the other two parties never even touched on. Today, indigenous and racialized people in Canada are facing frightening evolution of hate. We cannot stand by and allow racism to flourish in our communities. We must take action to confront systemic racism with things like a national action plan to dismantle far-right extremist organizations, immediately banning carding by the RCMP, and collecting race-based data on health care, sorry, on health, employment, and policy. Because, you know, this is what I, because as somebody who's in HR, uh, studying HR, and why I agree with him so much, is, and this isn't, I didn't even know this was the thing, but, like, there's some companies who, like, request your, your race before they employ you. Like, it's something that should be on your fucking resume. And they can't legally say they didn't hire you because you were a different race. They could say it was another reason, but it truly could be because of your race. Because there's not that many barriers to not let that happen. So, confronting racism I definitely think is something we can all fucking support. Promoting official languages. Enhancing our justice system. Also, a government that works for you and not insiders. Making every vote count. Providing a better role in the world. I'll read this one. Canadians are proud of our role in the world, but under conservative and liberal governments, decades of clinical po po I can't read. Political and cuts have meant that Canada's is often on the wrong side of important global issues. It's time for a different approach. NDP believe that Canadian interests are best served by a strong, principled foreign policy based on human rights and the best interest of global peace and security. Also, defending our home and abroad. Canada's military is responsible for three incredible important roles in defending Canada. Protecting Canada at home and contributing to a more stable, peaceful world through operations abroad. Unfortunately, after decades of liberal and conservative cuts and mismanagement, our military has been left with outdated equipment 
inadequate support, and unclear strategic mandate. We need to do better for Canadians in uniform for the defense of our country. Now that's the end of the NDP's plan. Um, Again. I'll touch on it again. Um, Go on to the NDP's website. Click the platform. It is ten times the information, the plans, and the details than any platform touched on. It gives you actual information and actual steps that they're going to take to improve it. It touches on each and every single person in our country. Right? I mean, it was clear, especially in the last handful of their policy or of their platform um that they actually touched on things that the conservative and liberals are too scared to touch on they acknowledge our systemic racism they acknowledge our climate crisis they acknowledged the destruction of the indigenous community they acknowledged the hate to our lgbtq plus ia group something that the conservatives and liberals could not even put on their plan right so i I tried to do this biasly but as you can tell i can't because i have a very 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 strong opinion and it's that we've given our liberals and conservatives reign of our government and they don't bring justice to the hate and the discrimination in our country and they don't genuinely seem to care about marginalized communities. They barely cared enough to put it on their plan, on their platform. They barely tried to reach out to those communities. Right? And just because those communities aren't your majority doesn't mean they don't deserve to have strives and efforts to make their lives better in the same way you did for the middle class white people. So if you're going to vote and you don't want to vote for NDP because you don't think that they have enough votes to do anything, you clearly don't understand how the fucking government works and how our house works and how the seeds work. Take a peek at that. But also, if you're going to vote conservative, you're also voting to support the 62 people who just uh, thought we shouldn't make conversion therapy illegal and the hundreds of other decisions that they had made in the past centennial. The liberals have power. They had power. They're trying to get more power. But what have they done in the past two years? past six years right what have they done over the past year to protect you and to protect everybody from the pandemic and the acts of hate that we've seen and what did their plan say nothing about it either okay this election is around the corner and it's an opportunity to have actual change and have actual 
things happen to make our country better. It's up to you whether you want to participate in that or whether you want to sit back in your chair and and know that you're protected but not everybody else is. So I appreciate you listening. I encourage you to check out on your own three parties websites also a couple of things here handful websites like McLean's did an article called the 2021 election platform guide which breaks down like all of the different issues like small businesses healthcare housing energy and it shows you directly there what the liberals plan is what the conservatives plan is what the NDP's plan is what the green party's plan is so that's super if if you're someone whose brain works directly like that so you can go to each different um issue and look at how each party is comparing it similarly um the daily hive did a similar article uh called the lazy voters guide to canada's 2021 federal election similar thing there it breaks down what each party does in comparison to the other uh our um uh Where's that ring? I lost it 25 minutes ago. <laughs> no, the um, debate is around the corner as well. I believe it's September 9th. So I'll leave this episode. I will do be doing another episode talking about the debate, which is often where we get a little bit more information uh, on specific issues as they're asked. And uh, it's definitely a heated place because it's where the countries uh, face off against each other. Or the countries. The parties face off against each other. And you see more directly... Uh, each party's opinion on something. And it's it's very helpful for those who are an auditory learner, maybe not necessarily a visual learner. Um, and then we'll see how it goes. Again, go to Elections Canada. Make sure you are registered to vote. Simple process. Uh, ensure that you can vote. Um, find out where your polls are. Make sure that you are, si- are registered to vote by the 14th. It's the last day. Okay? And have a lovely and amazing day till we speak next. Thank you very much for listening. Bye.